welcome to the Chicago Golf Tour Podcast. That's Rob, I'm Tom, and we're going to take you on the journey. What is the CGT? Here we go. All right, folks, we are back, and we are back with episode six. What is up, Rob? What's going on, Tom? Not much, man. Uh, actually, so we should probably give our followers a little insight. Typically, we record normally on Thursdays. Yeah. Today is not a Thursday. Today is not a Thursday. Today is a Sunday. A cold Sunday. A cold Sunday, but it's November 21st Sunday. Yep. And there's been a lot that's happened, especially in the golf world. And I see you over there smirking. Hey, I, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, I'm glad to see that. He's back. He's, you know, he's starting to come back. The goat is back. No, it was, I mean, after what he's been through, that's that was awesome to see. I will give you that. Twitter, Twitter, IG, everything exploded uh, this morning. <laughs> I actually thought it was fake because I, I just happened to be on it. Yeah. It like while, while his uh, camp tweeted it. So I'm like, is this real? And right. I waited like a few minutes and then I'm like, oh shit, this is real. So actually credit to us. Cause we were like one of the first ones to get it out. <laughs> Although that means shit, but <laughs> yeah, um, no, it, it was crazy to see uh you know the pictures last week of him walking you know without the crutches or anything and then you go you know a couple of days later and you see him swinging the actual golf club hitting balls it was you know it's good to see yeah i mean the guy moves the needle man there's there's no denying that i mean uh, dude did you see that post has like over six million views like that doesn't happen just from anybody else and you probably had you know about a thousand of them probably yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. So we're recording Sunday. Um, so that means technically we need to talk about two tournaments. Um, let's see. We had the Houston Open, which uh, that was last weekend. Jason yep. Kopak won that. And then yep. today we had the RSM. Taylor Goosh won that. Yep. Good for him. He was – I, I saw yesterday he was catching a ton of heat, um, mainly just – you know, guys saying like, oh, he's not going to be able to finish, blah, blah, blah. And then he, you know, absolutely dominated today. So, so good for him. Um, and then we had also uh, Colin. Colin. Yep. Yeah. When the, uh, the race to Dubai. So what happened, I, you know, today I was a little busy. Um, and what was going on with Rory? What, Dude, the shirt. Guy's a maniac. So he, I think he had a double or a, a bogey, maybe a plus four finish or something along those lines. He didn't have a good finish. So on the way to the uh, scoring tent, I guess he just fucking ripped his shirt open. Like incredible hawk. Yeah, I saw the I saw some of the I saw the picture tweeted quite a few times. I just didn't know what the deal was. I mean, it's kind of weird to be honest. Like one. I get like, I mean, especially coming from a former hothead, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, tossing clubs and shit like that. I used to be that way, but since then, I've I've kind of uh, ever since having a kid, you got perspective now. No, this is like going back like three or four years ago. I kind of you know tamed it down a lot. Um, you know, it's it's never fun like knowing that you're the the hothead. Um, or I mean, were we talking like snapping clubs? I'm sorry, is that what you said, or just throwing them? 
Uh, mainly just throwing them. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, overly competitive and like whatever, just thinking everything should be going, you know, the way you want it to and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I get all that, like, especially in the heat of the moment, but like you're talking probably minutes after he's hit a shot or something like that. So something had to like trigger that whole thing to happen. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he just hit a wedge into the water and then helicoptered one of his clubs in the water <laughs> like he's known to do. Right. Um, so you're talking like he's already finished 18. He's already, he's walking up to the, you know, scores tent. So it's kind of weird. But then what's also weird is like the picture that was taken, like why, after he did that, like why didn't he just go like straight to the locker room and like change a shirt? <laughs> uh, that's a fair point. I mean, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so we've had, we've had a lot go on, uh, in the last two weeks in terms of golf, obviously with today being the, the biggest of those two weeks. Um, I'm just, you know, it, it's, it's nice to see you smile about something like that. Let's dude. see that you're happy. Oh yeah. I mean, it's so hard. I, I, you know, I don't even understand how you guys, you tiger haters, no, no, no. I'm not a, I'm not a tiger hater. I don't, I don't hate tiger. I just, you know, I'm just not a fanboy of them. I mean, I just don't get that. <laughs> Do you like Jordan? Oh, I love Jordan. Yeah. It's the, it's the same thing. Oh. I mean, I, I got into golf, like watching golf because of tiger. Sure. And it was just, it was incredible. And then obviously with the comeback last year and, you know, like I said, we knew this video was coming at some point because his camp did this the last time. So it was just a matter of time when this was happening. Well, um, I mean, you had JT talking about it, what, last week or so ago? Too? Yeah. Yeah. So, so. all is good uh, in the golf world. Um, Bears lost. They stink. Uh, <laughs> we kind of, we've kind of known that um that was a hard watch i don't i don't even watch them anymore i literally i didn't watch one second of the game today i followed yeah. my buddy's group text like i don't i don't i don't care about the bears at all um i was watching toy story actually so <laughs> the first one it was that yeah it was the first one there you go yeah um it's just crazy to me that people still like believe in that team i just don't get it but whatever, we're not every year. Hey, we're not, we're the Chicago golf tour podcast. We're not the, sure. the football podcast. So we'll, uh, we'll move on from there. Um, so yeah, we had, we had a lot go on the last couple of weeks. Um, actually Thursday, because the reason we, I, we weren't able to record is I was on a little uh, couple's dinner with the Thursday night golf league crew and Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, so is that something you guys do just to please the wives and the girlfriends so that for the upcoming season? Yeah, uh, basically. Um, yeah. Okay. So this it's new. This was the first year we did it, but oh, okay. we, we wanted one, all of our wives to meet and then two, have all of our wives be able to talk about like how ridiculous it is that we play in a Thursday night golf league in the winter in somebody's garage. Sure. Um, but also to like lay the groundwork for the season. 
So, you know, go out, wine and wine and dine them. You know, where did you guys bit. end up going? Uh, we went to Capri in uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So we had a good time. Um, so yeah, that's why we weren't able to record on Thursday. And now we're recording uh, Sunday. So we got, uh, you know, Thanksgiving week coming up. Yeah. Um, and then really it's, it's the holidays, man. It, I can't believe it's, it's November already. Almost December. <laughs> yeah. Halfway through. Almost. No, oh yeah. Yeah. We're December's like next week or a week and a half. It's, it's wild. Um, but we're that much closer to the 2022 season. So this is correct. Also, so you guys, by the time you guys hear this, you'll already get the email about the Arizona golf trip. The CGT Arizona golf trip is officially on the books. It's on the calendar. Um, we have all the itinerary and prices for you. We are going out to the Talking Stick Resort in AZ. It's like 20 minutes from uh, the Phoenix airport. It's in Scottsdale. Um, they got everything. They got 36 holes, six restaurants, a casino, a uh, pool, um, so we're pumped for that. And like I said, we'll get that up to you guys, uh, this upcoming week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Well, the previous week since they'll hear that. Yeah. Right. Um, but other than that, we're, uh, we're set to go for episode six and we have a doozy for you guys. We're, we're going back. We're going, we thought it might be an episode or two out. And while we were prepping for this episode we said you know what let's just do it next episode because we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't stop talking about it so going back to uh, episode five we were talking about the our three favorite clubs in our bag and you know rob said that he likes he prefers hitting his three wood three wood off the tee opposed to his driver he has more control so on and so forth then it was my turn I also said I like three wood and then Rob mentioned, well, nowadays the way that they make dry or three woods, it's basically like hitting a driver. And I said, that's a lie. And then that's what sparked the debate. So we are here (laughs) to talk about that debate, essentially driver versus three wood off the tee, Rob, go ahead and take the mic. I might. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe I was misleading. It doesn't go as far as a driver, but I am saying that I could play a three wood at a majority of the courses that we play on tour. Yes. And be set up just fine compared to a driver. Especially if I have more control, you know, coming off the tee with a three wood, I'm out. It's not like I'm, I'm not losing much dis- distance. To me, I'm not, you know, just depends on the person, I guess. But I would argue that, you know, I could easily play a three wood off majority of the courses, except, you know, obviously the open par fives. But, you know, just it's a personal preference. I can't I'm not as consistent with my driver. So it's it's always going to the right for majority of the time. So gotcha. So walk me through what goes through your head on a par five like do you have a threshold in yardage or is it more course setup it's cool it's, it, it all has to do with course setup 
if it's if we're playing an open course, you know, and if I could spray to the right and still on a par five have a shot into the green or you know put me a you know you know that 70 to 60 to you know 80 yards out then I'm good hitting a driver and then you know whatever that might be for the second club but if we're playing tight courses like for instance Ridge Country Club you know the championship two years ago there's just there's no way I was hitting driver on I don't know 17 of 18 holes there's just I just can't do that tree line old country clubs I'm I'm out, man. That's just a mental midget for myself. It's either hybrid or three wood all day, you know. There, yeah, there you can get away with three wood all day, except yeah. for you yeah, know, there's like one or two holes you could pull driver and pretty much just go ham. But um yeah, that I mean that that place is just so tight. Um yeah. I mean, so- like Orchard Orchard Valley take, for example, like you know, the first, you know, you got the par. F- four that you don't need a driver the second hole is a par three third hole you don't need a driver but when you get to that par five the fourth and you have to hit it over the water yeah, yeah. i'm taking driver because even if it sprays to the right a little bit the way that hole set up it actually benefits my swing you know yeah so. right so so really the it's it's mainly about where the miss is in the course setup for you yeah. opposed, opposed to yardage. Yeah. Sorry. If that's, I didn't mean to come off that way. Less. Well, no, that, so that also goes into it. Um, see, I'm, I'm, I'm opposed to, well, indifferent in on course setup in yard typically i just look at yardage right yeah so my threshold is normally like 380 if i see anything under 380 i pull my three wood immediately and then i walk to the t and then i get up on the t and if i see something i don't like then i go back to my bag but for me it's it's typically that decision is all based on yardage Mm -hmm. um just because you know even if there is say you know a bunker left or right that to carry is you know say right around my three wood um that's what i'm saying i, I would just go back and pull my driver and sure you know whatever but um yeah typically for me it's it's all it's all yardage based and like you said if there's if there's not anything you know short of you know, maybe like 150, 170 out around the green, I'm pulling driver all day just because statistically, and this is where I thought, you know, we would get into a a heated. So, I mean, but you've played with these guys before too, that are just like, you know, you look over and they have three wood and it's like, well, why are you hitting three wood? Yeah. It's like, well, Oh, I can control it better. And that's, that's primarily for me, like, I guess where the debate comes in because I would say there's a a difference between saying, yeah, I can control this better. And yeah, I hit this better. Yeah. I mean, I think the smaller head has something to do with it with me, like mentally seeing a smaller head Um, Vince, I, you know, I keep on referencing him, but on the, on the West side tour, he plays that uh, thing. It's what the Callaway mini driver, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, with Phil plays. 
Yeah, it's like 13 and a half, I think, strong. And he can, you know, blast that just as far as a driver, to be honest with you. And you cares a driver in the back, too, a Maverick. And, you know, he doesn't ever take that out because he doesn't have any control of it. But, you know, I guess it's personal preference. Yeah, I mean, just going back, like, my thing is, first of all, we're amateurs. So <laughs> the, the word control is very loosely said. Sure. And when it comes to averages and statistics, which is, is lame as that sounds, that's right up Bryson's alley. But, um, you know, I think it's very straightforward when it comes to basically your, your proximity to the hole, the closer you are increases the percentage of you landing on the green for your approach. Sure. So my theory is just, yeah, blast away. Blast away to get, yeah, to get as close oh. as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I and I agree with you on that. I mean, if I could be like you're saying, when you're looking at the yardage creator, in if I can have a shot that's like 140 in 150, then I'm happy. And whether that be a three wood or you know. So getting to that, so I think I would. So for me, I always try to. Like, I always try to be in between, like, 100 and basically 130 because I'm hitting a wedge no matter what. It just depends which one. Now, there's a huge difference between being, you know, 130 and, say, 170 out. Now you're talking, you know, uh, either a wedge, uh, like a punch nine, an eight, or seven. Right. So, you know, that's – But the seven is your favorite club. So. Yeah, but I, it, I'm i saying where I would end up from the hole. Like, sure, yeah. You know, obviously, my, my chances are greater if I have a wedge in my hands compared to a seven iron. Like, that's just right. – I mean, everybody knows that. that I mean, that the further back you are, the, the smaller that window gets. Right. So, for me, it's like in, – in another thing, too, is like how often are you flushing your driver? Probably not a lot. How often are you flushing your three-wood? probably not a lot like there's a lot of miss hits at our you know at our skill level so sure is your three wood toe or you know heel hit is that miss hit greater than your driver miss hit basically what i'm getting down to is just like i'll take i'll take the total yardage all day over anything no matter as long as it's as long as you have some type of second shot whether that's like, you know, a fairway over or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, there's just, to me, there's a huge difference between holding a wedge in my hand and, you know, uh, a mid iron, like a seven, six. I mean, that you're talking about possibly two more strokes. Yeah. I, like I said, I agree with you. I just know I can't, I can't rely on my driver to go straight. I mean, how so? What do you hit your driver? Uh, between like 260, 270, nothing crazy. And what do you hit your three wood? 240, 250. Okay. And so you're saying, are you saying majority of the time you hit your three wood, you're in the fairway? Yes. How often? 50%? More than 50%? <laughs> yeah, a little over 50%. Okay. 
how often are you in the fairway with your driver? 30%. Okay. So during that 30%, how often would you say you hit the green after hitting oh, my approach, my approach from that three wood. Yeah. I, you know, you throwing out, I'm not, I'm not sure to be honest with you, to be honest. I mean, if I'm in the fairway, I feel that I have a better shot mentally, you know, it's just yeah. a, it's a comfort thing, I guess. Well, you're, you're also building confidence. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is, so. which is huge that, I mean, yeah. That's another thing too. The, so the, this is also a, a, a part B to this question. So are you a guy, I mean, we all know, you know, um, drive for show, putt for dough. Yeah. But there's been, there's been plenty of debate around, you know, um, whether you're holding putts or would you rather be, you know, holding putts and just two putting or in like your instance and what we're talking about, would you rather be hitting fairways? Because you know, if you're hitting fairways, your confidence is building, you're hitting greens and you're making putts that way. Or, you know, are you just kind of going out there with no real mindset, scrambling, just getting up and down and, and moving on? So I'm a huge scrambler. I am. I'll admit that. We, um, but we all, I would. Huh? I said we all are. No, no. Yeah, right. Um, I go in with. I'd rather be in the fairway because I'm not worried about the putting. I could put all day and it, honestly, I, putting is my strong suit. So if I'm, I'd rather be in the fairway to get that confidence going, like you're saying, so that, you know, I'm confident with that second shot, the, the greens, the putting, that doesn't matter to me. That doesn't ever worry me. It's more of, I need to be in the fairway off the tee, especially like off the first hole, like you're saying, to get that confidence going and, you know, putting in a good round. Right. Right. So we're on the same page there. Um, yeah. That's also big for me. Um, the first hole I kind of just let slide just because I don't ever, you know, dictate anything off the first hole. I mean, obviously I want to try to start strong, but I used to put a lot of emphasis on the first sure. hole. Like, Hey, you know, I need to either birdie or par this, or I'm not going to have a good round. You know, and then See, it, I would, I'm the opposite. If I really happens, but if I bury the first hole, then I'm already in my head. Yeah. I just, I, for me, I like getting off to a, a clean start. Sure. But, um, if I hit the first fairway, I am, I am absolutely doing a, a twirl and I'm getting in my cart with a ton of confidence in the fairway. And like you said, you're kind of just building it up, building it up, building it up. Um, unfortunately for me, I've struggled off the tee for like the last probably four years up until this year where I started playing a cut, um, towards the end of the year, I started pulling that cut. So we kind of went back to square one. Um, but so for me, my game is I, I'm all over the place off the tee prior prior to this year right mm -hmm. and i've so my strong suit is my irons so mid iron wedges 
typically wherever I'm at, I'll at least be on the green somewhere. And then putting is just like such a roller coaster for me. Um, you know, days where it's just like you can't miss. And then other days, well, most days it's just like, what are you doing? Right. So yeah, that that's typically where my game's at. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I hit fairways, it's huge for me because then it's just, you know, we're just stacking at that point, stack and mow. Right. Um, and then everything just feels easier after that for whatever reason. But, you know, like I said, we're, we're all amateurs and, you know, that's hard to do consistently. That's the, that's the biggest word right there is consistently. Yeah. I mean, I like being that, uh, especially like in scrambles, I'll take that three wood off the first for everybody. <clears throat> so scrambles are fun. Um, they could also be very overwhelming at points, especially if like, you know, if there's nothing in play and you're the last one hitting, um, well, yeah, there'd be, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, scrambles are awesome for that reason, just because, you know, you get four good looks at it. Um, so end of the year scrambles, I always like like fall scrambles, um, just because typically everything's like, you know, already over with, you know, competition, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of just more low key, like going out and having a good time. Oh yeah. Um, that I enjoy. Um, corporate or like scrambles during the year like during the mid-year yeah i mean they're just they're whatever (laughs) i mean i'm out of work so i don't really care but uh they're brutal they're absolutely brutal they take forever yeah yeah so but um so going back to the question um driver versus three wood or you know putt versus driver there's even the guys that prefer you know putting versus a wedge you know when it comes to the old texas wedge where the old texas wedge yep where do you fit in in that little debate oh wedge all day really yeah my god i wedge all day i did it yeah i'm not a big fan of the texas wedge we are, we are water and oil. I, man, I could, I'll chip all day. See, uh, my short game stinks as of like right. the last couple of years. Yeah. I love, yeah. Chipping. That's my, my, that's my jam. Short game. Love the chipping and the putting. See, I used to love chipping when I was decent at it. Um, now I just try to keep everything on the, on the ground. Um, you get like a mental block. Yeah. But, also going back to statistics, <laughs> you know, big statistics. man. I didn't, you know, I didn't picture you as a stats guy, man. I, I'm not. I mean, I am, but like, I, I, yes, I believe it, and I also, I think there's, you know, um, some things that come into play when looking at those. But for the most part, you know, if if I'm 12 feet off the green and I have a front pin and the pins on like maybe four. I just think that's an incredibly hard shot to hit unless you're, you're, you're chipping one into the hill 
letting it release, you know, a couple rolls opposed to just keeping it on the ground and putting it through the rough, but teach your own, you teach know? your own. So, so you're not, you're not a flop shot guy or anything like that. Big flop shot guy. Big flop shot guy. Huh? Yeah. I, I enjoy not necessarily a, uh, like a lob wedge flop shot guy, but I do, especially like if you're, you know, say the pins front and you blow one through, you know, the green and the greens running from back to front and, you know, you got to kind of throw like a little high one up there. So it just, it comes down nice and easy and then rolls out all sure. the way. Mm-hmm. Those type of shots I enjoy um, bunker shots. Yeah, I, I do enjoy just because I feel more, I feel like that's more of a, uh, it's more of like a, one, well, one, because you could throw your hands. So it's more like a baseball swing. Yeah. You kind of just let it release. And so that's kind of probably why I like it. But um, yeah, man, I definitely thought, especially because I know you're a big putting guy, I thought you would for sure be. Oh, no, I, I, I love, I love chipping. Really? Love Take the old 54. See, I love, I love like, 70 80 and i love those where the pins like either middle or back and yeah. you have room to come in low mm-hmm. i love those shots but you know around the green yeah i get i get a little uh a little blockage in there really yeah i get too stabby with my hands mm. real handsy real handsy you don't you don't like you don't do the whole dead hands thing huh yeah i've, I've tried the old stricker but um you know, it's like I said, it's more, it's more feel for me. And it just, sure. it feels, it just feels abnormal doing that. Like it almost feels like, especially like when the, when the club hits the ball at impact, it almost feels like I'm not even hitting it, which takes out the entire feel for me. So how, how far, I'm not sure if I'm going to phrase this the right way, but what do you, what's your, what's your limit to what you chip off the green? Like how far do you need to be before you're, you're bringing a putter to do the Texas reds? Um, where do you feel, where do you feel comfortable chipping versus not chipping? And, and then here, and then again, I'm not one of those complete savages that like putts from 50 feet off the green. Oh, okay. Like I'm not that guy. Okay. Um, you know, I would say depending on like, well, one, the speed and, you know, how thick the, the, the fringe is um, sure. where we're playing will kind of dictate that as well as like, if it's, you know, if it's in, into the grain, I'm definitely putting it because I'll mm-hmm. get stuck up and whatever. But sure. I would, I don't know, I would say probably maybe 10 feet off the grain. I'm putting and then anything after that, I'm I'll I'll probably chip. Okay. But you're you're just chipping all that. Unless I'm like butt up against the fringe, I'm chipping. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, those are by far a top five worst shot. <laughs> right. I I hate the uh when you're right up against the collar in the in yes. The fringe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. To where you basically have to just, you know, um, 
take your putter and hit the top of the ball and put your own front spin on it. Sure. Sure. Or, or like blade the back of it. So going in with chipping, have you ever tried, you know, chipping with a hybrid, the old putting with the hybrid? Oh yeah. The hybrid. Oh, (laughs) yeah. We have a little slang for that around these neck of the woods. Really? We call it, it? we call it the hybrid. Hybrid. Okay. Oh yeah. It, uh, it's, it started, the trend started in, in the garage here for Thursday night golf league. Really? Uh, yeah. The high burrito. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll bust out the high burrito. I think it's a lot harder than people think. Um, I, I think it's, I think, well, at least for me, I always feel like there's a lot more power behind it than I'm anticipating. And 100%. There's lot, yeah. There's a lot more rollout. Isn't it, isn't it Louie? Doesn't he, isn't he a three wood, five wood guy that does it? I, don't I always know. thought that was crazy. Louie's wild. Speaking of Louie, dude, did you see that he's like, he moved to like the number nine player in, in the official world rankings? Oh, really? He's inside the top 10? He was as of like a couple weeks ago. He just withdrew right from this past weekend, I thought. Crazy. I mean, the guy's won me a lot of money and he's also lost me a ton of money. Because I mean, I usually take them every Masters. Any um, major, really? Yeah, any major, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, so okay, I'm, I'm glad we we at least figured that out. Um, so you're you're definitely a driver guy. You're you're definitely a confidence builder, fairway guy, opposed to scrambling and just getting up and down. And then you're also not a Texas wedge guy. Not a Texas wedge guy. Robbie, Robbie, the Texas wedge guy has a good, good ring to it. Yeah. No one else. Maybe, looks- maybe if I get the yips, knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen. But there you go. No one else has a good ring to it. Is the uh, the top three? Oh, you want the top three? Okay. Are you are you prepared for the top three? I'm prepared for the top three. Give it to me. I did. I did get a response from a tour player about my uh, top three snacks and he wasn't uh, too thrilled with it, but really maybe I'll try to redeem myself on this one. Okay. Uh, so oh, the snacks. This ta- what's that? It was about the snacks one. About the snacks. Yeah. you. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I mean, well, Hey, at least, at least we're getting some feedback. Yeah. I mean, they love the podcast enough to say what they don't agree with our top three. So, or my, at least my top three, I don't know if you've had anything, but it seems like I'm the one that's getting, uh, getting the most uh, flack for my top threes. Hey, all right. Brace. But it's chatter. That's all we want. We want chatter. We want interaction. Absolutely. We want, you know, we want engagement. We so want, bring it. We want DMS of what you guys think your, your top threes are. Sure. Yeah. Um, we'll even take, you know, um, we'll take anything. You know, what, what do you think we should talk about on an episode? Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, feel free to, to message us, email us. We're, we're all for it. So let's hear it, Rob. What do you got? All right. So my top three, my top three for this one. So for this upcoming season, after the first of the year, what are the top three tournaments you would like to attend? But let's be realistic. They can't be the majors or mostly the mass. Let's take out the masters. Let's take out the open. 
you could leave the PGA and the U.S. Open in there. But what would you like to attend this year, realistically, that you can get to? I mean, you, you took away the Masters again. Well, I mean, those are obvious. We're talking, like, that's a hoop dream. Like, if you could get tickets, you know, the realistic tickets to tournaments for this next year, unless you had some, unless you had an in with the Masters, you're not telling me. No, no. Well, no, I, I basically – have just been waiting for somebody that gets them via the lottery. lottery. Yeah. Be like, hey man, you want to go? I'd be like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't see you realistically jumping in a plane to go to, over to the UK right now. So no. Um, here's the other question. So where's the, where's the U S open at this year? U.S. Open is at the Country Club. The Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Okay, so that's not happening. I mean, this, <laughs> I mean, we're super limited here. So, like, I would say the – Why are you limited? What, what's limited, limiting you about that one? I'm just saying the, these are the, – these events are, like, super – so one, I'm probably not going out of the state to see a tournament unless I'm like in Arizona during the waste management or um, which we're not going to be, if that's what you're looking at. Um, no. <laughs> TPC, TPC deer run would obviously be probably one because it's in Silvis, Illinois. But and you could, okay. But like you could fly somewhere. Oh, There's okay. no, re- you know what I'm saying? Like, if you got tickets and you could get on a plane, what would the three be? I mean, sure, you know. Okay. It's not. I thought you were being. I thought you you were like realistically like. I'm like I haven't been to a tournament in probably three years. Um. I'd probably go out to. Um, Bay Hill. And then I would probably say um, Pebble, just because of the location slash vistas. And then I would probably go out to um, maybe a harbor town. I thought you were gonna say that. You thought I was gonna say that? Yeah, I thought that'd be one of yours. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. That's a hard one to be put on the spot with. I know. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. Th- I was trying to think. Plus, did I just screw myself by not doing like, like the, like the FedEx Cup finale or the FedEx Cup playoff or? Yeah, I mean, where's the there? Well, Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, that'd be fun. It'd be a blast. Yeah, for the FedEx St. Jude Championship. St. Jude's always a good one. Yeah. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll take out Harbor Time or Harbor Town, and I'll go to St. Jude. You can go to St. Jude. Got yeah, it for sure. JT will probably be there. <laughs> 
Maybe Tiger watching him. Yeah. You never know. Big JT guy. <laughs> You're a big JT guy because of Tiger, huh? No, I'm a big JT guy because of Brittany. And then um, Britney Spears, that is. And then back in the day when they used to date. And then <laughs> his music. You're talking about Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I'm talking about Justin Timberlake. Oh, I'm like, what do you mean, ta- Brittany? Now it makes sense. Got it. I, I, I should have. Yes. I didn't, should. I didn't think about that, honestly. Right. Um, oh, yeah. You can't You can't go around with JT. Yeah. Plus, he's got a, he's got a great swing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, about, uh, how about you? Well, where the hell are you going with, with Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'd probably do uh free Honda Classic, huh? Free Britney. Free. <laughs> We're just a well-versed uh podcast, right? Cover everything. We give it all. We give it all. Uh I go to Honda Classic. Okay. And then how we talked about um the Riviera Country Club. I'd you know do the Genesis invitational. That'd be cool. And then I would have to do uh I think it'd be cool, even though people make fun of it is the gold standard of the players championship be cool to see all the top guys play yeah i mean i'm a big fan of the players i thought honestly i was my i was clinching i was hoping you weren't going to say the waste management for your number one because i feel like oh no no i i should have i feel like yeah i feel like well one i feel like this question has a lot of resemblance of sure Previous question. Of course, did you want to play? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, that's kind of why I kept Riviera out. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought you were going in that waste management direction. God, I wouldn't. No, I, I have no, uh, no. Um, Does I would it, not want to be in that crowd trying to run to 16 or anything of that. I would like to rather enjoy the tournament than, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be awesome. It would be pretty cool um, for like a Saturday, Sunday round. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know what they're obviously if there's a hole in one, that's a little bit different, but like them getting completely riled and going crazy for like a Thursday, Friday round, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, that we've talked about this before, but that, that stadium atmosphere is unreal. I think they should do that more. Um, obviously not that kind of atmosphere, but you know, a cooler, calm, you know, um, tournament, you know, a lot of, a lot of like finishing holes kind of have like a half stadium, which is awesome. Um, although the whole backstop thing is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the, what's the one towards, the end of the year, every year, where oh yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. It's like a th- there's quite a there's quite a few of them though. Like you know, they know they purposely can you know nail. And yeah, be fine. but this one's literally 18. There's, it's kind of a little dog left, and there's water all down the left side. Some guys could reach it with a three wood. Other guys go driver. Um, I'm pretty sure Rory stuck it, Bryson stuck it. I can't think of the course, but anyways, um, yeah, the whole back, the backstop thing 
kind of drives me bananas. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you just hit as hard as you could in that thing? And get a, right. And get a you drop. don't get penalized, you know? Right. So. Yeah, I mean, that's always the, what, the argument. If it's not there, they're just screaming by, you know, and most of the time it's on the other side. It's OB anyways or whatever. Yeah. As but, but I get, you know, I get also, too, they got to set up sponsorship tents and they got to have mm-hmm. coverage. And, you know, where else would you put the fans if you didn't? Sure. Um, but then going back to what I was saying before, like, so say right where the fairway starts to meet the green, how mo- how it almost like wise, like it kind of just chokes yeah, out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like put the, put the, put the stadium there and leave the back all open. So that way, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That would be insane. Um, but yeah, that, that actually, that was a huge, that was a huge uh, little debate argument. Some, didn't something happen on the LPGA this past year with the whole back yeah. thing, like in, yep. a, in a major championship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I mean, you can't, you can't let something play out because of that. Like, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, well, we're, uh, we're geared up for the week here, Thanksgiving week. Uh, oh, yeah. We're obviously not going to be able to do our pod thursday again either because we got uh old mr thanksgiving day got my thanksgiving day sandwich so yep god you're a big you're a big leftover guy aren't you huge leftover guy i don't even want to see the first course oh give me towards the end let me make my sandwich here real quick before we end this here (laughs) what is your favorite side dish thanksgiving side dish i mean it shouldn't take this long it should be there's two. There, I mean, there is I mean two. first of all, look at the size of me. There's two, all right? There is two. It's stuffing and mashed potatoes. Which one? Both of them. No, no, no. Yeah. All right. Stuffing. Stuffing. My man. It's the best. And not that stovetop shit. I no. want that stuff that's in the turkey. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, a, you're an old school inside the turkey stuffing guy. Yes. Man, I love it. It's the only way, man. I love it. I I can appreciate that. Oh, man. Are you a... that. Some mashed potatoes. Homemade homemade potato salad. Oh, the next day. I didn't think about it. Are you that guy that makes a turkey, like a, you know, cranberry sauce, like mashed potatoes, stuffing, turkey, like on a piece of bread? Can't stand cranberry sauce. You got to go... Dark meat, turkey, got to go stuffing, mashed potatoes, and a little bit of helmet mayo. Make that sandwich and eat it. There you go. Love it. Well, I hope you have two or three of those um, the day after. (laughs) And then uh, we'll be back, as always, for episode seven. And we'll, uh, we'll see you in the fairway, Rob. See you in the fairway. Enjoy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving.